Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Back on the program, back live at Ice Toast Park. We're handing out beer signs if we get here at 5.30. Don't wait till 5.45. Oh, they gone. You know how they go. Joining us on the program, Hunter Stovall. Let's go, brother. Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Welcome back to Albuquerque. Where'd you spend the break? Oh, uh, well, I went and visited my wife and my little girl. There you go. Um, and her family in Fort Walton, Florida. Yeah. And then we uh, we went back and stayed at their house in Louisiana for a day, and then I came back. So Off the air, we're talking about Forrest Gump for some reason, <laughs> and I confused Bubba being from a place in North Carolina, but you're from Alabama. Uh-huh. So right away, Hunter goes, uh, he's from he's from Greenbow, Alabama. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go, ah! That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> need this dude on my trivia right. team. So what, four days off, too many, not enough? You excited uh, to be back? What's I'm excited to be back. Yeah. It was uh, kind of like a tease, you know what I'm, I ain't seen ain't seen my family in a little bit, so, I mean, it was kind of... Hard leaving them, of course, again, but uh, part of it. So, is that is that break in the middle? Is it good for relationships, like at the team? Like you, you got a lot of dudes like in the locker room, like go like do little mini vacays together, or is it just all go home see the family? Well, I mean, it was last year we did a big deal where we all like fifteen of us got together, got an Airbnb on the beach, spent those days together. That's this what year, I'm talking about. That's yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun time. Um, and this year it was kind of everybody went their separate ways. Everybody's got, I mean, got older guys in the locker room. Everybody's got wives, kids. He's so. talking about Winton when he says older yeah, that's guys. That's what I heard. He, he means yeah, Winton Bernard. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I'd want to spend the break, you know, just chilling, hanging out with the family. Yeah. You know, no vacation, nothing like that. Just yeah. relax. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. I, I love my family, but give me 15 of my bros on the beach. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. my vote. I don't know, man. If I just did that last, I'm not trying to. I don't want to vacation the same place twice. Yeah, you just uh, you just did it for like what, uh, ninety days in a row, hanging out with the bros. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, just take one little break. Take one yeah. little. What's it take to get back in? Do you have to come back a day early? Is it just get to the ballpark early today? What's what's the grab your rhythm back? Yeah, we of course we came in. I came in yesterday just to get here a day early. I didn't want to, of course, worry about possibly not getting here because flights are crazy. Yeah, and. Uh, so I came here. I got back yesterday. I came here today, hit early on the field, tried to get a little feel back, took some ground balls early. It's just getting your feet back under you because, I mean, not playing baseball for four or five days after doing it for however many days we just played, it kind of gets you out of a rhythm. So, bunch of it. Well, speaking of rhythm, you've had it, right? So a bunch of it bats thus far this season. When did you come off? With April? Late April? Is that when you got back to regularly playing? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's been there for you, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you're playing a lot. The sticks are working well. And, obviously, there's a lot of conversation around you. Major League Baseball trade deadlines chirping up on yeah. you. How hard is it to stay focused right now when, when momentum is kind of pushing you towards so many things? Oh, uh, I don't think about them. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, One day just, at a time. Yeah, you just come out here and do what you can do every day. And, I mean, that's really it. If you start worrying about all that other stuff, you put unneeded pressure on yourself. Yep. You get in your head. Once you get in your head, you're done. So, I mean, you come out here and just do your day-to-day work, get in the routine, go out there, try to do the same thing every day, then you'll be fine. Love All right, it. that's how you stay focused. How do you stay cool? What are, what are the life hacks? What are the pro tips when it gets triple digits out here? How do you stay cool? You don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you wear it. You wear it. You just get yeah, soaked. You just, you just, you just change shirts, there, Which, maybe? I mean, here you don't really sweat that much. 
But uh, that's what I was telling Forrest when we on the way down here, like Louisiana, the last day I was there, it was 98 degrees with like 86% humidity. Right. No thanks. It was literal hell. I'm, I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah. This is this is absolutely dumb, and I don't get to experience that. I hadn't got to experience that much since COVID, at least. But playing ball through the summer in all these dry places, I don't get to experience that southern humidity and all that stuff that much. So going back and being in it for a few days, I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ. It's a reminder of uh, why it's uh, yeah. so good to play here. Yeah, but that's why, that's, again, again, what I love is right at the end of the season, you got a few, maybe a month or three weeks where it's kind of hot, and then it starts cooling down, and then it's hunting season, baby. We're <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. rolling. It gets a little chilly. It's nice. The thing cracks me up about Hunter is, um, number one, the name's fitting, number one. Yeah, but then, crushed it. Yeah, number two, it's, uh, it's you know, as excited I think as a lot of guys are for work to get over, right? Like, your season gets, like, you're excited for your hobby to start. Yeah. You're like, you're like this this hunt, and you've talked to us about it at length. Um, you bring the boys out. Are you often, like, expo- like, if you were to take me and Idiot Van out on this thing, like, would you make us fall in love with it, or would we just be lost entirely? Yeah, I mean, you'd be lost for maybe the first day. Yeah. And then you'd be looking at me like, this dude's freaking crazy. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you would, I'm pretty sure y'all would enjoy it. Y'all would thoroughly enjoy it. We got to figure out something, man, because we never get out of our comfort zone. I think you would like deer blind hunting. What is where you, that? Where you just get to sit there and just wait. Well, the, the deer doesn't see it coming, like that kind of like a, the deer's blind? You're high up. Is that? Yeah. You're hidden. I, I have mean, to climb a tree? Yeah. I'm not hunting blind deer, Jake. I would, right? I would, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put you in a climber where you got to climb a tree. Yeah. I'd put you in a ladder stand or a blind or something like that yeah. to where you're just, you got to climb a ladder and you're up in a in a box or something like yeah. that. Got a nice computer rolling chair in there. She'd be straight. Oh, I, I wouldn't hate that at all. Yeah. And then it's a, is it immediately into like a bow thing? Is it immediately into like a rifle thing? Like, whatever you want. I mean, when it, first off, the, the it's bow season. So bow season comes, yeah. then it's gun season. But I don't really I don't really hunt with much with a gun anymore yeah. unless I'm going out and we got a pig problem. Um, but I mainly use a bow. That's It's more, it's more meaningful. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's harder to do. You know, you use a compound. Yeah, it's more of an accomplishment, I think. There you go. Yeah. The, what's what's more like? What feels better? Like you know, you got the shot from a long distance. You got the bow. Oh, there's skill or, to or that. Or what? Or what I prefer is just dropping out of a tree and choking <laughs> yeah. him out. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of videos this dude on YouTube nowadays. He done he he home makes spears, and he spears like the, he'll be climbed up in a tree and a deer will walk right under him and he'll drop the spear. All right, now hold up. This is sweet. Now you've caught my interest again. Because I don't necessarily need to go and, like, bow a deer, but I need to go and shoot a YouTube video of a deer getting bowed, like, from Hunter Stovall out of a blind. Is that the right word? That's a a term. (laughs) Uh, Hunter Stovall joining us on the program. Number zero on the back of your jersey. On the front of your T-shirt, though, Bahi? What is is this? It's something that we kind of started saying with Daza when he was here and all them. They just quit focusing on trying to lift and do all this because we were swinging out of our shoes and all this good yeah. stuff and we started we just go he started going just get a bay heat bay heat yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. So, so we got shirts of course because we didn't want to wear them jerseys them thick jerseys out here in this heat so we yeah. ordered a bunch of shirts with our numbers on the back so we can wear them in bp and everything and that oh, was just like the team slogan super smart well yeah. i mean you might your whole body might get hot today but your neck is not because you are iced out brother yes oh, sir yeah. we got five chains four four chain, four. Four chains so i got today? a new one today I, I all right today. Oh, what's, the, what's the new one this big one right here okay yeah. nice yeah my wife kind of went in on it so i was like yeah. <laughs> all right then but the, yeah the crazy because you're a chains guy too big we, chain you know, guy. we talk about this all the time where it's because i think is it generational did chains just skip me i reckon like i'm in my late 30s i don't 
I don't remember there being a prominence of chains when I was one in the neighborhood I grew up in. Like if you wore one, like chain snatching was a super real thing where right. I grew up. You, if you wore one where you grew up, you wouldn't wear it for that long. No, yeah. no, it was not the East St. Louis was not the place. See, to, the, in the Italian culture, yeah, you get your chain when you become a man. It's like the bar mitzvah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Was there a similar thing with becoming a father? Was there like a celebration like that? I mean, I've got this one right here. That's got my daughter's birthday. Yeah. On there it. we go. So it's I got that one, like three days after she was born. There but, you go. Uh, Going to get some ink for her and all that good stuff. But it's I think the chain. I've always just I've always worn chains. Yeah. It's just been. I've my cousin used to work at a jewelry store when I was little, so she had the the hook up with it. Yeah. So I just go in there and I'd get a little discount, and I was like, yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna wear me a chain. It's I'm slick. <laughs> I'm slick. Yeah. Wait, who's uh, who's you got an ink guy here? Do you go back no, home for I go, it? I go back home. I've yeah. actually I've got them from all over the place. I got these all these lightning and stuff last year in Opelika, Alabama. I got the wing in Lakewood, New Jersey. Okay. Okay. I got all of this done in Grand Junction, Colorado. Oh, it just Boom. keeps going. I got stuff. Yeah. This was in Louisiana. This was in Mississippi. Mississippi, yeah. So you just need a West Coast style tattoo mm-hmm. now, you there know. You, go. you got the whole United States right <laughs> there. Yep. yep. One arm to every. It was kind of a thing, like where everywhere I'd go play, I'd get one. Yeah. Just to kind of do it, but it, that that ended. So <laughs> this stuff gets a little expensive. That's, it's not the cheapest hobby no, in not. the world. It's That's not. why I only but have one. They are 100 percent addicting. Yeah. As, once you get one, you're like, oh, you fainting. Well, I got more than a couple myself, and I think like the first, like when you're walking in for the first time. People treat you real nice. So like mm-hmm. you don't necessarily know, you might get a fair price. You walk in with the mini as you, they're gonna be like, "Oh, they know this guy pays." Yeah, like yeah. this is <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's gonna come off a little bit of coin here. Yeah. Uh, the reset, right? So we get through the first half of the season. The Dodgers organization's looking real good. They capture that first spot. Great. Second half, boys are sitting in first place. Yeah, like you guys are cruising. You got a real opportunity here. Also, if we're going real big picture, which I know you said you don't. Looks like LA's gonna trade away their entire farm system to get Shohei Otani. Anyways, yeah. I mean, this thing. Like, it could be wide open here in the second half for a championship uh, in the PCL. Yeah, and we've got a whole different culture going on right now in the locker room. We're way more – because, like, right there at the end, we were kind of sluggish, kind of – some people, they don't really want to be there, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, and now it's 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 back to high energy, having fun, hooting and hollering, pulling for the boys. So it's, it's a lot better vibes going on right now, and it shows. So What, what was the catalyst for that? Where, where did the sea change happen? Um, where were we at? Reno, where we got boat raced. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of, everybody was like, this sucks. This is awful. <laughs> we, can, we can't, we can't continue with this. Something's got to change. We had a little team meeting and kind of fired some people up. And Was this a got, players only this meeting? Players only okay. meeting. Gotten yeah. some faces and all kinds of good stuff. So, uh. I think that was 100% the turning point. It was needed. I don't know how many players-only meetings you've been through, and, and you can ballpark it in your own head or whatever, but do you feel they're often significant, or do you feel like they're often a distraction? It depends on the way it goes. I yeah. mean, sometimes you got the, the biggest the, the biggest turnoff of a, of a player meeting would be a guy that's doesn't hustle, doesn't do all this, and he wants to speak up and try to like talk to people, and then everybody's like, "Oh, this is a joke." Yeah, this is a joke. We don't we don't necessarily respect this guy. He doesn't play hard. He doesn't do this. But you got somebody that comes out here and plays every day and busting his butt and do all that. He gets up and talks. Then people kind of listen. I mean, it's just it just depends on the, the 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 direction the meeting goes. And this one, I think, went. What is what is that response like interpersonally between whoever's speaking and maybe the audience? Is it is it eyes over the crowd? Is it direct contact? Like what what is the thing that draws you in and is like 
oh, there's my button, and it's been pushed. Yeah, it's it's eyes over the crowd at first, yeah. and then once people start kind of putting their opinions in and everything, it starts getting a little, so say, personal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, we're big boys. We're grown men. I like if, that. If you, can't, if you can't handle it, then it's your own problem. Hunter Stowell joining us on the program. How's the how's the uh, the glove collection? You got them all broken. You're in the middle of the season. You got every you got the glove feeling exactly the way you want it to. Oh yeah. Are you doing? Hey, what are you doing with your pinky finger? Yeah, I, I was about to ask that. Two in the pink. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two in the pink, yeah. and then I'm all kind of offset. I can't do straight up anymore. I when grew up slide, doing slide up. one hole over. Yeah, I put the yeah. ring finger and the pinky finger in the pinky. Yeah. Slot. Yeah. You ever gator? I have no earthly idea what that is. That's where you <laughs> take your ring finger outside. Nope, I ain't never done that. I don't even know if I could feel that. Yeah, but I only played one. one. I only played one base. Like, I don't know anything. I played first base. Like if you put me in second, I would. As soon as the pitch, I'd be running the wrong direction. Yeah. I have no idea where I would go. <laughs> well, I'd, I would laugh a lot, and yeah. I think that's not acceptable. Yeah, I think that'd be bad. So I'm two in the pink in the infield. I'm straight up in a catcher's mitt, and I'm three in the pink on an outfield glove. Oh man! Wow! And that's for the oh, squeeze. That's, crazy. that's for the squeeze. Yeah, it makes the pocket deeper. Yeah, that makes sense. Someone's right. just going to build a new one. But, see, it's not right. like that. You take your uh, index finger, and it ends up in, like, the ring finger slot with three right. in the pink. All right, so that's all, tracking. Yeah, so all that space is open so the pocket can form deeper. Does Rollins come and, like, sit down with you guys and ask weird questions? Oh, uh, they have. Yeah? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And you guys just say, like, like ridiculous stuff, and they're like, yeah, we'll make that happen. Yeah. That's so incredible yeah. to me. Yeah, so I got a new glove. I signed a new glove deal this year with a, with a guy out of uh, Vegas. It's called Sacco. Okay. okay. And uh, there he's, I think he's two or three years in. So I think and, uh, I think you mentioned this one time before because yeah. I'm familiar right. with him because he does social media stuff mm-hmm. that's real good. Like, and it's like, it, it's the whole, I'm really into that, like, what's it called? Picture in picture, like, Mr. Rogers, how it's made how stuff. It's made, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, and so he makes yours personally and then yes. creates yes. a little thing for you. Yep. And so, oh, man. We sat down on FaceTime during the offseason for an hour and a half and went through and built a glove so wild to me That's so crazy wild. hunter snowball you're a dude so you're off today you're playing tomorrow what's up i guess i don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. day by day we'll see hunter's like i took four days off i yeah, guess i'm we'll see maybe five i was i was hoping to play today but yeah is what it is <laughs> yes hard yeah. yes yeah thanks brother yeah, yeah thank y'all thank down. y'all for having me again when we get back we're going to well we're going to run out the rest of the hour of this program because it's 6 15 we headed off to the Isotopes Media Network is Josh Dushan will be bringing you all the action. We're going to talk NFL. We're going to talk uh, probably just NFL. It's that time of year again. Let's go. <laughs> Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Got some numbers for you. Big thank you to Hunter Stovall who just joined us. That dude's a dude. I've been fortunate in my professional life to, I don't know, befriend professional athlete at multiple levels of professional athletes hunters in the top tier he's just got cool personality cool guy fun just the guy being a dude dude being a guy there's a lot of really cool people here uh in the dugout for the isotopes and the front office at top to bottom i agree hunter stover is upper echelon yeah he's a dude special dude the jets and all pro defensive tackle help me out here boys quinnon williams quinnon quinnon he's the guy that sneezed and blessed himself what does that mean he was uh he got drafted story, and he yeah. uh he's getting interviewed and he sneezes he goes bless you thank you he did this on purpose it's a bit yeah he does yes. it every time on purpose he sneezes and then says kazoom tight and then thanks himself and then thanks himself yeah weird flex but i don't hate it 
There's a lot of weird ones you can do. That one's victimless. It is funny. I'm now a Quinn and Win and Win and Williams fan. <laughs> you got paid too. Ninety-six million dollar deal, the largest second contract ever for a defensive tackle. Sources are reporting sixty-six milli in guarantees. Pretty good. He's that dude. Yeah. He's like uh, he deserves it. He's Aaron Donald adjacent. Joining us on the program, friend of the show, Lenny, who intends to join me at Duke City Championship Wrestling tomorrow night. I got him on the list. Lenny, welcome to the show. How are you, brother? Good. How are you doing? So let's go with uh, three quick things. No one in their right mind is going to trade with Artie Moreno for Shohei Otani. Keep going. you don't know who he wants to sign with. So yeah, Lenny, that's what I was three saying. Three possible starters and two young players, it's just not worth it. Yeah, why would you go after Shohei for a rental when you could just buy him for a half a billion dollars next year? Yeah, and if he doesn't make less than sixty million, if he makes less than sixty million a season in free agency, I'll be shocked. I got him pegged at six hundred for ten years. God, that seems yeah. like the right number with the Mets too. If not more, Mets. but just in the market that he plays in in Anaheim, which I don't care what Artie wants to call it. It's Anaheim. It's not L.A. He makes the team $20 million a year. Correct. So picture him in Seattle, L.A., New York. What do you bring in? I tell you who does trade for him, though. And this sucks for you, Van. But it's the Texas Rangers. They would trade yeah, but the to problem, rent him worry, for the rest of the year. But I worry about Texas doing like they did with Alex Rodriguez, making the trade and almost going bankrupt. I don't know if they sign him afterwards, but I, I think if the Rangers – I don't know if the Rangers will win next year. I think the Rangers could go deep in the playoffs this year. And if they have Shohei Otani, are they now a World Series conversation? They probably are. Okay, yeah, sure. Even if, they're, or if you're a World Series contender with him, is it going to be worth everything you have to give up just to win one title? Yes. Versus yes. trying to get him to sign with you in the offseason and go with what you have right now. Well, whoever trades for him has the upper hand. Because it's like, hey, we wanted you. Trade, we okay. want you here. So we gave up the farm. The Mets, but I don't want to see the Mets give up Alvarez, Batty, Vientos, and two other top minor leaguers to get him without a firm agreement before the trade's done that we have you for the next 10 to 12 years. Yeah, I agree with that. I The, not, the Dodgers have 10% of the top 100 players prospect-wise in Major League Baseball. They have 10% of them. Okay, but let's look, at, let, let's look at Atlanta. What have they done the past five years? Signed up every single top rookie they have coming to the majors, bought out their remaining restricted free agency or arbitration years in the first couple of years of free agency, and they're set. They don't have to do anything. You can't, and they're embarrassing you can't compare the Braves to anyone else in baseball. They're because better. They're just better at it than everyone else. They're the outlier. With the like, new formula, this I new mean, formula. If somebody right. was yeah. going to take them right now, I would love to see Tampa go for it because Tampa got 900 prospects. But he would make more by himself than the team combined would make. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. That's literally. not a joke. Like, literally he would. Well, in the crazy, okay. so with I, all that I, money. But I want to now switch because there's two other topics. And, yep. Uh, oh, and also, so what time does wrestling start tomorrow night? Seven? Four's six? at six, first bell at 7.30. Okay, so now let's go with football. 
Saquon Barkley, the Yank, uh, the Giants are going to screw up. He's not going to sign. The for the thirteen million dollar deal. He's not going to get. A, he's not going to get an offer because he knows if they franchise tag him next year, then he gets twenty two million and a half guaranteed from the two tenders, versus them giving him a guarantee of nineteen million, which is what they allegedly were offering him now. Ezekiel Elliott will end up back in one of two places. Dallas, if he realizes he can just back up Pollard, who's coming off an injury, or the Jets need a red line, a red zone rusher. But I'm hoping that the Jets get to Delvin Cook before Miami does. Because if Miami gets Delvin Cook, they win the East. I they think will have that's too the many best offensive fit. weapons unless Tua gets hit in the head. It doesn't really matter who you have behind quarterback. They have seven offensive weapons that could burn you at any given time. Yeah, that's the best fit. Dalvin in Miami. It's his hometown team. Grew up a fan. Went to school but around there. why haven't they signed him yet? That's the key issue. Oh, because he wants more money. Yeah, Dalvin wants a good payday. Dolphins right, but are if the Jets are going market. all in on Aaron Rodgers, this makes perfect sense to have him sign, especially since they've been forced to be on hard knocks. That would just be a splash signing. But Jets, I think, Jets already have two good running backs that are as good as Dalvin Cook. And I think the yeah, position, and they're on rookie they're contracts, coming, too. Brees Hall is coming off of an injury. Sure. And as good as Brees Hall is, he's not Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook did all he did last year after tearing his shoulder in game three and still played the rest of the year. And you have, how much complaining did he play out of it? Guys, Nothing. hear me out. He just he played. doesn't run with his shoulders. The New Jersey Jets need to do exactly it's the formula it's there from last year you want to win a super bowl with a goal line running back you sign melvin gordon right before then you're set you win the whole I'm thing i'm not signing melvin gordon because i'm a charger fan melvin gordon <laughs> coughed up the ball every single time it either had a piece of pork around it that he could eat it's cool ronald jones i don't care give me like an equivalent of one of these guys a guy that like okay, is not so, really a dude. so then why not go after ezekiel as a red zone running back He's going to be cheaper than Delvin. Or why not Kareem Hunt? Yeah, I think Kareem Hunt is uh, the best red zone back out of those three names we just talked about. I don't like that sentence. But the Jets are going all in. We know Rodgers are going to play 60% of the snaps, so they're going to lose the number one pick next year. They've already signed Quentin Williams. They have one of the top five defenses in the league. We don't know who's going to play left tackle yet. If Beckton's going to eat his way into the league or out. You got to go in on it if you've done everything else to bring Rodgers in. We don't know who's going to play and left lastly, tackle, but thank God we get to watch it on Hard Knocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then lastly, the Lakers need to go after and sign Bowl Bowl before the Suns do. Oh, yeah, div- yeah, conversation for another day. But sure, yeah, I'm in on that. I think Bowl Bowl's overrated. I think he's rated. How is he overrated? They let him go in Orlando because you have four players that are key to Orlando's future that they signed or that they've drafted. So they had no reason for Bo. When he was playing, he perfectly fits the Lakers' needs. He stretches the floor. He can rebound. He can block the shots. And he can shoot the three to open lane for Davis and for James. Lenny, good call. We're going to wrap up this Williams talk, and I will see you tomorrow night. I can barely hear Lenny because the house music just picked up. But we the, don't we don't need Victor Wimbayama. We have Victor Wimbayama at home. 
<laughs> it's a bowl bowl. <laughs> Hard knocks is the reason this Williams cat got signed. That was my last thought on this thing. Because they didn't want this negotiation uh, going on while the cameras were there. Yeah. So they got the money done today's. That way yeah. it starts. Fr- I think the cameras start rolling tomorrow. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow? Uh, yeah. Or Monday, one of the two. So because that means Hard Knocks comes out in what, two weeks or something? Is it that quick? It's yeah, not. that turnaround's that quick. That's wild. Dude. They do an episode a week. Yeah, they, it starts releasing live in August. Yeah, so, yeah, we might be a week ahead of time. But that's, I mean, that's what I'm trying to get to is I don't necessarily think this deal would be done if it wasn't for the pressure because that would have been like, that's questioning that the Jets, they don't want that narrative on Hard Knocks. They don't want yeah. people talking to him about that. They don't want the NFL slash HBO slash, is it still called HBO slash now? Slash Max. Max. Slash them to be able to ask any sort of question that they're not in control of. And plus, he deserves it. Yeah, 100% deserves it. Yeah. But I don't think the Jets wanted to sign him for that much and that much guaranteed money. But I think, Fred, yeah, you make a really good point there, Fred. That, well, was, that was your best point of the day. Well, and the, <laughs> and the second tier of it is now instead of the questions being like, hey, what, you know, is Aaron Rodgers' contract holding up your money? Is, you know, is this why they're not signing Dalvin Cook? Is this now all the conversations will be. Hey, how excited are you that the New Jersey Jets organization's behind you and, and yeah. there's so much support here and fellowship? Like, it's it's all work. All things will work. He's not going to get ninety-eight is. million. He's going to get sixty. It's going to be done. Still a fair amount of money. Well, he's young enough and talented enough that this won't be his last contract. Oh, one hundred percent. It's because it's only a four-year deal. Yeah. I don't know if I can get hyped over defensive linemen. He's, I think defensive dis- lineman. He's a disruptor. Yeah, he's like, the one who gets like the. He's the only guy who gets pressure up the middle. Right? Coaches, like, coaches, scouts, analytics. Like everyone says, he's the closest you can get to Aaron Donald. He's worth the money. I like linemen. Yeah. Yeah, especially D linemen. I think they're uh, the biggest impact on a football game. His agent is that same weird one that Jalen Hurts has. Oh, uh, from uh, Clutch Sports, that lady. Nicole Lynn. Yeah. She's crushing it now. I don't know. Jury's out on her. Hopefully she gets legitimate business practice because I feel like her Jalen Hurd stuff was so weird. That was some crazy allegations. I don't like any of that stuff. But, I mean, court of law, right? We'll step away whenever we get back. Wrapping up our NFL talk. We're wrapping up the weekend. Also, don't forget Josh Sushan will be joining us at 6 o'clock before we hand... This bad boy over to he in the Isotopes Media Network. It's Tuman on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Of course, we started our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Don't forget our lunches over at the 66 Diner 30 minutes ago. We forgot to open up a can of Teller. Whoopsie. We need to figure that out. Figured out. Our bad. Teller tea, though, is the jam. That's my favorite thing in the I can't entirety wait. of the whole world. And we have not picked the 99 Varsity today because I've been on one. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Back live from Isotopes Park. The gates are open. The beer signs are flowing. Ooh-wee. A lot of smiling faces walking around the concourse right now, boys. A lot of kitty dudes out here. But they're not getting the beer signs. It's the parents. It's Adults. 21 and older. Yeah. Yes. 21 and older. Those are some cool mugs, too, from what I've seen. They look cool. Very cool. You can put beer in them. Cup of coffee. I guess you could also put other things that aren't beer. I didn't consider that when I started talking. Yeah, anything that you want to pour in a receptacle of sorts to hold liquid. 
that's your guy. In this order of liquids, it goes like this. Number one, water. Okay, duh. All right, water is life. Would be, life as we know it would yeah. be over without it. Yes. Correct. After that, beer. Duh. Okay. I think the list stops there. I'm not a juice guy. I don't mess with juice. Miss me with juice. juice. I like wine. Okay. I don't hate wine. To say that I like wine would be too extreme of a sentence. You know me. I'm a big coffee and caffeine guy. Ooh, I do like caffeine. Ooh, a little yeah. bit of tea. Iced tea. Ooh, I do like tea. I'd rather have tea than coffee. All right, so I'm outvoted here. No, it's time of day. Tea in third place. Tea in third place, then coffee. Water, beer, tea, coffee. Can I put ranch waters in with the water category? It's got the, it's got the word water Is in it. Is that hard A? Uh, yeah. Hard A's are different. What's the trendy one now? Agave? Reposada. Agave. Well, agave was what makes the tequila. Yeah. You and can't, you have to, if you're going to call it tequila, it has to be, it's like a champagne thing. Yeah. You can only call it tequila if you do it from the tequila region of Mexico. Everything else is just agave. There you go. Did you know since 1968 the Buffalo Bills were undefeated at home when leading by 14 at halftime? Until uh, this year against the Vikings. Until last year? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yep. Ouch. It's a tough one, you know. Hey, you know, uh, streaks got to end at one point, you know. That's that's what that's what the game is for. Austin Eckler is talking. This one's interesting. Austin Eckler is a friend of the show. Austin Eckler has been on this program. Austin Eckler has said things to us and our audience, and he's been very kind to us. With that being said, I think he needs to talk a little bit less. Well, he's not doing himself any favors. No. No. The one thing, and I'm only speaking from my personal professional experience, the one thing you cannot do when negotiating or renegotiating or figuring out your own monies is have envy for other people's negotiating or renegotiating or figuring out their monies. You cannot personally take as an attack what others earn. Yeah, his, uh, his line about uh, backup wide receivers getting paid more than starting running backs kind of irked me. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I'll tell you what irks me. Let me, let me tell you what grinds my gears, Jakey boy. So he's under contract. He's already making millions and millions of dollars this year in the contract that he signed. Play that contract and then demand more money. You sign the contract. You knew how good you were when you signed the contract. You believed in yourself. You worked hard to get to that point to sign that big-ass contract. Now play it through and then demand more money. So miss me on the last part. The last part, I'm not on your team. If you exceed what someone was willing to give you, fight. Fight forever. But don't fight with the ammunition that if someone else is successful. I don't feel like that is going to give you any sort of credence, and I don't believe those that you negotiate with will believe that to increase your value. Otherwise, whatever tactic you want to use. And I'm I'm not pro-owner here, by the way. Everyone, all the friends of the show know we are a pro-labor. (laughs) pro-labor. This is a pro-labor Very pro-labor. We are not for the Masters, okay? Not the golf tournament. No. (laughs) Yeah. The ownership class. Correct. But still, you're under contract. You're getting millions and millions of dollars to do the job that you agreed to do. Do the job awesome. One I, more time, and then go get all the money. 
I think what frustrates Austin Eckler is that he was undrafted, so he missed the initial money. So he's, he feels like he's playing catch-up. Um, I don't. I think that uh, maybe there's some truth to where you're going. But I think the problem is his direction and how he's trying to get here is poor. You don't say backup wide receivers are my measurement. You don't say that's what I'm saying. What you say is Josh Jacobs who got the franchise tag. Saquon Barkley who got the franchise tag. Uh, Tony Pollard who got the franchise tag. Free agent Dalvin Cook who got the franchise tag. Because if I'm the San Diego Chargers of Las Vegas and Los Angeles, <laughs> I say those are your markables. That's your comparable. Right. You're those guys. They're also not getting paid. Third string wide receivers, who by the way, play every down, they're not your equal. Figure it out, you weirdo that doesn't know the own market. By the way, friend of the show, and I really like him. Yeah, he's a great dude, uh, but I think he's wrong here. Same. I mean, I understand his value being a hybrid player. He's just, I mean, he's diet Christian McCaffrey. Like, he can, he can catch balls. He often leads the league in receptions for a running back. I mean, he could do things that most other running backs can't do. He deserves to make a lot of money. With that being said, you signed your name on the contract. I mean, he's a great fantasy football running back. But, like, at the end of the day, I don't think he does deserve top running back money. I think he's in that, you know, 7 to 15 range in the rankings. Probably not 15 as low as that. But he's, he's kind of an av- a little above average running back. But so is everyone. Every third wide receiver is a little above average running back. Because in the quote-unquote modern NFL, it's a position that has as little value as any position on the field, including middle linebacker. Like, it just does not matter. It's not the, it's not the ground and pound, uh, two yards in a cloud of dust. Every single snap your Buffalo Bills take is in the shotgun. Yeah, I, we don't run the ball. No one does. I, go to the NFL, become a running back, get ready to get mad. He's making six and a quarter million dollars, plus whatever the cut of his signing bonus was extrapolated over the life of a contract. That's a lot of money to play football at the running back position. He was fifth overall in receptions. Isn't that wild? He's good. I'm not saying he's not good. He's fantastic. For no yards. They were all super short. It's like when Jimmy Graham was like the option in Seattle. Like, <laughs> well, dink. Jimmy Graham played one college football game. Yeah, pretty much. He, he hooped, though, at Miami. Sure. Cool. Got big biceps. I don't know. I think I think players, because we're in this era of, like, pro player power, but I think players need to let the agents do their job. I agree. That's how you get paid. Once you start making comments to the media and publicly and doing everything on social media, that's where everybody gets lost. Well, he's, he's already the 12th highest paid running back how much more does he deserve i think that's perfect with him being fantastic being a a hybrid receiver as well i get it your next contract is going to be slightly bigger but not much we're going to break whenever we get back more from two men on it's 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal this report is sponsored back live at Istos park and um I mean, did, did Albuquerque miss baseball, boys? I mean, yeah, yeah this is packed. Come look at the beer signs early. Come hang out. 
do that though? They did. There's still a few beer steins left. If you're on your way here, congratulations, you're probably going to make it. We've had this talk on air. I'm going to try to connect these two things. It's the same mindset for me. I know it's not the exact same example. I hate Title IX. Talk about it all the time. I think it's stupid. I think if you want to propel women in athletics at the collegiate level, you should do it because you want to do it. You should be invested. You should give them all the effort that they so very much deserve, and you should not be forced to because when forced to, you do it poorly. Well, the Supreme Court just got rid of affirmative action, so maybe. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah so you'll sleep better at night. Oh, they might get rid of Title IX next. I don't even think about that. That's oh, it's crazy. This world's gross. Sometimes. It is crazy. So Dwayne Wade, who's from Chicago, he bought into the ownership group of the Chicago Sky. Now, this is interesting. This is the WNBA team. Right. And they're not owned or associated with the Bulls in any way. There's a handful of NBA teams that own WNBA teams. This ain't it. With that said, better be there for the right reason, my man. Because I think I'm weirded out with high-profile anyone's just latching on to virtue signaling-esque virtue signaling-esque career paths for no reason whatsoever. I think Dwayne Wade's doing this all for the right reasons. I think overall with everything that Dwayne Wade has experienced in his life, for example, his child, um, for example, Gabrielle Union, all of that, they're very pro-ally. Yeah. And I think I don't think Dwayne Wade is doing this for the, the wrong reasons. You're often incorrect, but on this one, you nailed it. I think his heart's in the right place. He has all the right intentions. You know, he cares about empowering young women to make it to the NBA, to use that sport, to, to not only become uh, the best professionals they could be, but, I mean, you get talented enough, it just you get a college degree. Yeah, true. And that's huge. Ugh. I think I have a little bit of an issue with the second that you do it, because apparently it just happened today, that you go out and start talking about how you're the highest profile person in this league now and how you're this. And, and maybe I'm an idiot, boys. I don't necessarily need the figurehead of the WNBA to be a dude. I agree. Like, if you really want to make the change, come in. And I'm not saying you've got to be silent, but I'm saying you've got to be less spoken. Like, make those changes and impacts that you claim are going to be there. And then let this thing have the momentum and direction that it needs to have, like, sans you. Well, perhaps this is just the first domino. Okay. you got a big name like D-Wade, buys into the league, gets positive attention to the league. He'll probably infuse some money and some extra advertising dollars. It'll make the team better. And maybe this is the first domino of more famous athletes contributing to the WNBA franchise from their hometown. So you think it's a passion project, or you think it'll be a profitable project? Because the WNBA don't make no money. They do not make they've any money. They've never had positive revenue since Ever. they've been founded. But so neither is MLS. But like, with comes with comes attention, with comes some success, money will come as well. We're not talking NBA, MLB, NFL money, but you can make these WNBA teams in the black if they get the right amount of attention. I don't know, man. You, you ever been to a WNBA game? Never. You know the answer. Yeah. If we were in Chicago, 
tonight. I'm assuming there's WNBA tonight. I don't know. If we were in Chicago tonight, and I said to you two boys, I have free tickets to a WNBA game, or I have $10, which one would you want? I would say, do you have drink tickets? I'm taking the $10. (laughs) There's a guy on TikTok that does it for the Indiana Fever, and he'll go around and asking him, like, do you know what our WNBA team name is or anything like that? They have no idea. Offers them free tickets or $10. I've never seen anybody take the tickets. I tried to watch it. I tried to embrace it. I tried to like it. It's just awful. Well, you're not a um, young, impressionable uh, young woman. Good point. Yeah, I mean, that's they don't make it for you, Fred. So I've, I've had this argument before with a group of ladies, and I said they were talking about the WNBA and why it's not successful. I said, why do you feel so much pressure to put that towards men to support the WNBA? Because we support men watching basketball in the NBA. You guys, though, decide to watch the Kardashians and give all your attention and time to these other woman influencers, but you want the WNBA to be successful, then you have to be a part of that, too, and watch. Says the guy that just watched four straight episodes of the Brittany <laughs> McMahon show. What was She's it? Uh, also a, a partial Mahomes owner show. of a uh, woman's soccer team in uh, Kansas City, whatever it's called, and they're MLS. Well, you guys know they say apparently in the WNBA it's like more technical. Like they actually, you know, go off technique, play. Fundamental, yeah. yeah it's more fundamental. Fundamentals of basketball. So, like when you're because trying to. Because they can't jump over people. I think <laughs> exactly. they should lower the rim a foot or two. So I've, I've heard, oh, I've heard a lot of coaches that, a lot of coaches that will coach WNBA, they draw up better plays because you have to draw things for people to get open and get opportunity rather than athleticism being what gets you open. Yeah, a lot of coaches that I know love amateur sports, love collegiate sports, because coaching matters more there. You could be in any professional sport, and as long as you have all the best athletes, it doesn't matter who the coach is. On an equitable, equal playing field, it matters how good your coach is. Just like amateur sports, like women's sports, collegiate sports, the coaches are more involved, more important. In, in women's collegiate basketball, the winningest programs technically have the best coaches, but it's only because they have the best players. I'll stand by that forever. Sure. Yeah. Connecticut, Tennessee, Baylor, like we can run the list of the obvious ones. They get the best players. And why do they do that? Because they care the most. That's facilities. That's accoutrement. Like it's, they got it figured out. Though. Maybe D-Wade can do that in the WNBA. I would love for that. Basu Sean joins us when we get back. It's been a good radio show today. Tuman on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.